Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. But we are excited about what God is going to speak through us to you today. Here we go. Welcome back to Expert Ownership. You know, before we jump in today, I want to talk to you about the sponsor of today's episode. And who would that be? Healthcare Ministries. We love them. CHM. So, you know, a lot of people are frustrated with their insurance situation. They're looking for healthcare alternatives. So CHM, who, by the way, you two have been with for how long? 18 years. Yeah. 18 we years. love them. They're like family. Yeah, incredible. And they've covered, I mean, give me like three things that you've worked with them on. Three knee surgeries three? for Jason. What? ICU for two weeks for my daughter. They, they covered your colonoscopy. A couple pregnancies. <laughs> well, that's just because the doc had to do a little check, check. Okay. Yes, they cover. It's awesome. We yeah, it is awesome. CHM is a ministry, if you're not familiar with them, and they help share your medical bill expenses. So they minimize your out-of-pocket expenses, and they help share that burden. So hundreds of thousands of people have actually already done this. They've signed up for these different programs that CHM offers that work best for them. And if you're interested in learning more about a healthcare alternative, cost-effective option for you and your family, visit expertownership.com slash CHM. CHM. You awesome. nailed it. All right, let's jump in today. You know, there's a lot of talk right now with people feeling like, especially with things like the Enneagram out there or profiling tools out there, because they're about helping people assess who they are, becoming more self-aware. One of the things that I found to be most helpful is having a coach in your life who can speak into your life and not just relying on a tool, which by the way, I believe in all those tools. I think they're great if you put them to use, like most things in life, put them to use the right way. But let's start with this. Give me one of your favorite coaches from your life, so it could be high school, it could be college, and what was it about them? Oh, so were you talking early in life? Because my favorite coach right now is Eric Beck, oh. who's our expert ownership <laughs> certified master. Oh, he's talking coach. about like early okay. on. He's our own personal. We do coach. need to talk about him at some point, but okay, right but now, early on. Okay, so we're talking early on. Okay, man, there we had a ton of them, but Ronnie Littleton. I mean, we, Ronnie Littleton was our football coach. Larry Horner was our baseball coach, and Joey Roach, coach, was our basketball coach, Roach. His name was Coach Roach. Yeah, his name was Coach Roach. Yeah, and Strong. David drove him. He is so amazing. Cr- David drove him so crazy. I mean, him and David like had this love hate relationship. No, he, I day, loved him. He loved me. He was an amazing no, coach. But, but when you David was not very respectful at times. And, I was, and I, he was a ball hog at times. And then Coach Roach about would basketball. try to Coach Roach would try to get him to to do certain things, and David would do something completely opposite. And then Coach got so upset at him one day that he literally goes, Bleh, I don't know what to do with you. And I think he kicked him off the team for about 10 minutes, and he literally ran toward a padded wall. The coach? We, we were Listen, <laughs> we had a padded wall, you know, because it's like right in a gym, up, in a high right school gym. A gym. Yeah. And he threw himself against the wall. <laughs> listen, <laughs> yes. I, drove, I drove him crazy, but he got more out of me than yeah. – any other coach. He's an amazing coach. I love that man. His assistant was Vernon Littleton, who was Ronnie Littleton's brother. And uh, I one day got pulled out of the game for something. And I, You're talking I fouled basketball. a guy. It's basketball. And I fouled a guy. And Coach Littleton 
leaned over to hand me a water bottle and I snatched it out of his hand. And when I did, it got water all over his face. And he grabbed me by the jersey and said, look at me. And I was like, oh my gosh. He's like, look at my face. You did that. Like he wore me out. And I think he about it. No, he goes, what is this? I'm and like, he's pointing at his face and Jason goes, <laughs> Water, water. <laughs> He's like, exactly. You, you disrespect him. You know, but I just think about the coaches in our life with Ronnie Littleton. I mean, he our face masks in football were not to protect our face. It was so that he could grab us and jerk us around the field wherever he wanted us to. <laughs> you know, and then we had Larry Horner in baseball. All these guys. I mean, I'm talking John Keys. And I'm not basketball. saying. And I'm not saying that it's always the right thing. But I think for the most part, it is. I'm talking veins popping out of their neck, yelling at us. Because they care for us. I don't think that, you know, in the culture today, that's kind of frowned upon. Yes. But these guys were making men. They weren't just making, you know, little pansy boys and everybody got the trophy. So I would say, I, I probably can't say any of them is specifically the best, but these guys drew out of us what they saw in us. And it really got us to a point where we could handle ourselves when it got to college and pro ball and then obviously in business. Yeah, we need to talk a little bit about that because the point of a coach is to help you find your and realize your fullest potential. Yes. And today, to your point, Jason, people are feeling a little maybe gun shy to say, well, I don't want you to be too aggressive in helping me realize my potential. If you can do it in a way that makes me feel a little more comfortable in that process. Well, I don't know anybody who's out there exercising, lifting weights, you name the exercise or the activity, who's not having to mm. experience something that feels like they're kind of past their limit yeah. to actually stretch them to the point of experiencing something new. Yeah, that's so, right. So what are we doing sitting around saying like, no, no, just make it a little easier. And also That'd be better. A, and also give them plays to make them successful. I, obviously in business, you know, it's those that have been there, done that, and they're like, okay, here's a play I ran over and over again in my company, and it led to success. Whether it be your payroll, whether it be cash flow management, you know, teamwork, systems building, operational excellence, whatever it may be. I'm reminded of our sophomore year in high school. We played at Garland Christian Academy. We were playing basketball. And that's, I love, Jason and I were three sport athletes, basketball, football, baseball. But our best sport was baseball just because we felt very strongly we could play pro. And we ended up playing pro, which was great. And we enjoyed it. But basketball was absolutely our love. And we were playing against Trinity Christian Addison, and they had all these D1 athletes. They were very good. I've been there. You take me to that school. That's yeah. right. I took That's you right. there. That's a very nice facility, by it the way. It is. They're amazing. So we're playing them, and they had these big kids, and this is varsity. We were sophomores, and I'll just never forget thinking to myself on Monday. The game was Friday night. It was going to be big. But on Monday, I was thinking to myself, we're going to lose. We're going to get stomped. And I hate losing. And I was like feeling angry and mad and frustrated. And we hadn't even played the game yet. We show up to practice. Coach Roach says, boys, we're going to win on Friday. And I'm going to show you exactly how we're going to do it. And he put in this new offense called 14. He called it 14. But it was really, it was pick and roll, give and go. It was kind of like that Hoosier style. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, did, you, did you believe him at that point? I, I did not believe him at the beginning. But then in practice, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're running this brand new offense and we're legit destroying the practice squad. Of course, I mean, we always did, but really we were getting such wide open shots because everybody would start on the baseline. So it was kind of like four across, two on the block, two on the wings, and the two on the block would run up to the elbows. The wings would come up, set picks, and then you'd roll back to the hoop and then you then pick for each other and then sprint out. It was pretty complex, but we nailed it by Thursday. And I was thinking... We actually walk into that game, and the, the stands were packed. It was great because it was the big pep rally day. It was a Friday night, and it was so fun. But, man, 
we these guys were supposed to thump us they could not stop that offense this little 14 offense and if it wasn't for jason missing a last minute layup i did not we would have won the game now we lost by a point or two but it was i could i remember even while we were playing the game feeling like the transition of being a loser to we can win and i i think back at coaching now he didn't just simply empower us he didn't simply just encourage us he didn't simply just say you can do it and remind us of our identity he actually gave us a play that worked and he actually coached us through that play and throughout the game when we would hit adversity and when all of a sudden the defense started making adjustments he made adjustments it was just an amazing well, and, brilliant and the, way to And coach. the other thing that, that a great coach will do, because obviously we're talking about coaching in the context of business, but yes. a great coach will not just give you the play that, that helps you win and bring the best out of you. He'll also help you lose with dignity. He'll help you remember the main thing when, you, when things don't work out. Uh, our coach, Ronnie Littleton, he was our football coach. After every football game, win or lose, we got together in a circle and sang victory in Jesus. And that little thing reminded us the ultimate yep. victory is not here on the gridiron. The ultimate victory is whether or not we have a relationship with Jesus. So if anybody's ever read my book, me and David's book, Miracle in Shreveport, how I, and when I was a senior in college at Liberty, and I made an error against Auburn that cost us the game, cost us our season, and cost us the opportunity to go to the College World Series. It was a horrible, it was my horrible fault. error. But, but when, I, when I stood in front of the press conference, I gave God the glory in that moment. And honestly, I think it has a lot to do with Ronnie Littleton's influence over me uh, in showing me how you give victory to Jesus. You've got victory to Jesus. I heard now you, an old, old Okay, that's story. enough of that. How a Savior came. <laughs> I even posted a, uh, I posted a uh, picture on our Facebook, I think the Benham Brothers Facebook several years ago, that has a picture of our football team around Ronnie standing there. And you got the cheerleaders and everybody singing it. But it just reminded us that, like, look, here's what's most important. Yeah, you had a you had a failure on the gridiron today. You had a failure in your business or whatever. But what's most important is what God is doing with all of this. Yeah, that's really good. By the way, every time I think about that part of the book, I just cannot help but think of Bill Buckner. Bill uh, Buckner. That's right. Did he you did. hear Bill Buckner? Yeah, so if you don't remember Bill Buckner, he's the first baseman for the um, Red, Sox. Red, Sox. Red Sox that made the error in the World Series. Did you the know? error. Did you know? That and no, I think it was the error was, was a slow rolling ground ball came yeah. to first base, yeah, and all he had to do was field it and step on first base. Nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand, he's going to do that in his sleep. And but, they win. They and they win. They but, win. But here is something very few people know, and I got this out of a book that I read. But it went between his legs. We need to talk. We need to talk about this at some point. Let's do this as a, as an episode talking about the power of what you think about. Yes, because Bill Buckner, it was I, I forget how I think it was ten or maybe ten days or two weeks before the World Series. They were talking to him about being ready for the World Series and all that, and he was talking about the elation and how good it would feel to win. And he said, "Now the worst feeling would be making an error in the bottom of the ninth and let you know, like if I made an error in the bottom of the ninth and let a ball go through my legs and we lose the game." What he I've never heard that. that. It was in I forget if it was Sports Illustrated or which he said that, and it seeded something. In him, you got to be careful what you talk Self about. Self-fulfilling prophecy. We can't go into that right now, but we definitely have to do a podcast on that. So, but in terms of coaching, Bill Buckner, you know, he coached for a while, but right after the game, he actually tried to commit suicide. It's a really sad story. That's yeah, a terrible story. He jumped out in front of a bus, but it went right through his legs. Oh boy! And he lived to tell the tale. Get out of here. Okay, let's talk a little bit about mindset, though. After that terrible joke, David, when you were younger 
And the example that Jason just gave was about you getting instruction from a coach and saying, sounds great, I'm going to do my own thing. At what point, because this is where a lot of business owners are today, a lot of entrepreneurs are figuring, okay, I want to do the right thing and I want to listen to coaches, but part of what allows you to be an entrepreneur is to have this moxie or this something in you that says like, I'm going to go for it, right? I'm going to either follow my gut, I'm going to put my best foot forward, but I'm going to do what I think is best. When did you develop the humility to say, okay, I actually need to let people speak into my life. Yes. I began reading the Bible, let's see, uh, when I was 18. Right when we went to Liberty, I started reading the Bible, cover to cover every year. And as I was reading Scripture, I would see that the Scripture that says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. And I would remember the story of Rehoboam, King Rehoboam, which was king right after Solomon. It said that he rejected the advice of the elders. And when he did that, I mean, all hell breaks loose. The kingdom is split. And I remember reading that story thinking, you know, don't be a foolish idiot. You know, you need to listen to people that have been there and done that. And you need to seek the wisdom of counsel from other people. And so, you know, when Jason and I did get into business, we would listen to the counsel of other people. But there is a fine line here because as an entrepreneur and a kingdom entrepreneur, sometimes you got something in your heart and you you need to go with it. Right now, it doesn't mean that you go with it without seeking counsel and wisdom. You can seek counsel and wisdom, but you always go back to, yeah, but I really got this thing in my heart that I think I need to do. Now, if it deals with money specifically, like borrowing way too much money and all of that, Jason and I would say, well, the God does not alter one principle of scripture to obey another. Like alter one principle of scripture saying, well, just go into inordinate amounts of debt so that you can go and accomplish the purpose for your life. Well, no, that doesn't necessarily work. We would say that money is a boundary. Stay within that boundary and only borrow very minimally, borrow conservatively so that you don't get out over your skis. So I started listening to the advice of of others early in our business right out of the gate. And it started with when I was in college, I started listening to my dad just because in scripture it says the first commandment with a promise is to honor your father and mother and that meant to listen to the wisdom of your father and your mother and i started that actually the first time i started applying that was in college yeah that's really good and i think there's a little confusion for a lot of people when it comes to what's the difference between like a coach and a mentor or advisors all these different voices that get to speak into my life because i agree with you just the the counsel of a variety of people in your life that you trust that you've given permission to speak into your life is so important when you think about coaches, and yes. regardless of whether or not the title is coach, I mean, they may be playing a more of a mentor role for you. Mentors generally are going to be people who are sharing their knowledge or their skills or their experience with you to help you grow and develop. And oftentimes they're talking more to you. Yes. So early stage as a startup, what you often need is a mentor, yes. somebody who's been there before. They can tell you, run these plays. These plays work. Now, you may choose to apply your own personality or your own lens to how you run them, but run your own place. A coach oftentimes is somebody who's going to provide guidance to you and your process by helping you accomplish your goals or reaching your full potential by asking you more questions. So mentors often are people who are talking to you more. Coaches are often asking you more questions and guiding you. And when you get a little further into business, let's say you get past the startup phase, you're now at a point where your business becomes a little more granular and you have a need for the nuances and the processes. Well, a coach may be somebody. So you mentioned Eric Beck earlier, Jason. Eric Beck is like the master at saying, why don't we just implement a process here to do what you're trying to do as a business? And he's not just giving us answers. Yeah. 
And I think that, that there's so much overlap with coach, counselor, mentor. Yes. It, it is very difficult to keep them all straight. Yes. So you might as well just not keep them straight and just recognize. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's sometimes right. you got to wear a different hat. You know, I like to think about counseling because my wife and I have done a lot of marriage counseling. The counselor is the person who sees someone in the pit and they jump down in the pit with them and they're really helping them deal with the pit that they're in and can give them some ideas on how to get out. A coach will jump down in the pit real quick. But if you don't have any intention of getting out of that pit, the coach is gone. He's out. He's like, no, no, I'm giving you a plan on how you're going to get out of here. And if you're willing to get out, I'm with you. Yeah. But if you're not, I'm not. And he re- he sits at the top of the pit, reaches his arm down and says, all right, come on, grab a hold. Let's go. Now, a mentor is the person who's pro- he, they may or may not get down in the pit, but they're going to tell you, you know what? I remember a time where I was at the pit and this is what I did to get out of the pit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all the hats together, but I like the idea of coaching the best. You know, uh, that's why if married couple wanted to meet with Tori and I, usually I always tell them, we'll meet with you once. And if you need more help than that, we'll get you with a professional counselor. You know, and oftentimes the people, that's all they need is one time, you know, one little 90 minute session. And they're like, okay, great. Well, what they really needed was a coach that said, you know, it's already in you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here. You know, the fact that you're sitting here tells me two things. One, you got something you're fighting about, but two, you got something worth fighting for. And if you keep number two at the primary lead, then number one's going to work itself out. The same is true in business. Yes. You know, we keep fighting, but but you got to have a coach. I mean, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of all time, of history, had a coach. Like, he's still got a coach. That's right. Yeah. It's funny because that's what Jason and I knew. We've been, we've done a lot of businesses, and some of them have grown to so many employees, you, you can't even remember everybody. And then others are just, you know, complete, total, epic failures, which Jason led most of those. But... Jason and I have a coach, and so Eric is our coach. And well, so we it's, also it's interesting, have, you know, and I don't want to do disservice to, we got another guy who's an incredible coach of ours, Richard Walsh, you know, and we consider him our results coach. Like, Richard's a great guy. He was a boxer, you know, he's broken his nose like five or six times in the ring, like crazy stuff. And Richard, he's so good because he basically says, what do you want to accomplish? And you tell him, give me the top four. Here's three steps we're going to take to get this done. Now, you better get it done. And, you know, Richard's like, you better get it done. You know, that kind of, he's a results coach. Right. It's perfect. You know, he doesn't even look like he would be a coach, but man, you you get him out there keeping you accountable on your goals and you'll get things done. Yeah. Jason and I said, okay, Lord, bring us somebody. And, it's funny because early in our business, we read a book called E-Myth Revisit. We, E-Myth and the E-Myth Revisited, and it was all a systems. It's all about systems. And, and I remember just thinking, wow, this thing's transformational, Michael Gerber's book. Well, the guy that built the global training platform that was the director of training for E-Myth for two years was Eric Beck. And it turns out he, he loved the Lord, and he read our book, Expert Ownership. And, and the next thing you know, we ended up getting a chance to meet him. And after listening to him talk, I was like, good grief, you're really helping me put a lot of things together in my own businesses and in my mind. Uh, we want to bring you on. And he's like, yep, absolutely. And so now he's our guy, which is an amazing thing. It's very exciting. And if someone's listening today and they feel like there's a need for them to level up their business because they've been in it for a while, and of course, this does apply to startups to a certain degree, but we're talking about people who are running businesses and they're doing well and they just like to continue to amplify the impact they can have, the difference they can make for the kingdom. Yes. They get with a guy like Eric and what would you say, Eric does what for them? Well, Eric and Richard both draw out what's already in their heart and helps them accomplish what God has given to them. Yeah, they them don't, a- they're not going to define to you what you should do. They're going to find out what it is that God wants for you. That's the beauty of having a good Christian yes. business coach. For them to be able to say, what does God want you to accomplish? I'm here to help you do that. 
those two guys will pull it right out of you. Well, then, and, and of course, you've got you've got economic drivers. You've got okay. Well, where do you where do we want to be in terms of revenue? Where do you want to be in terms of corporate culture? Where do you want to be in terms of operational excellence? And we set up key performance indicators. In other words, KPIs, putting all the KPIs together and making sure that your KPIs lead to the ultimate vision that you have for the company and establishing that vision and then keeping you on pace to do it. It all circles back to that high school coach that said, Trinity Christian is coming in on Friday. We are playing them. I know what they are. I know what defense they're going to be in, and I've got an offense. If we run this play, it will win, and that's exactly what our coach And the is. beauty is for the three of us to be able to tell our listeners, we're, we're developing some fun coaching products yes. for folks. We've got some one-on-one coaching stuff going. You just go to expertownership.com. You can apply for that, or we've got other things coming down the pipe. We're, we're going to have some two-, three-, four-day experiences. We've got some workshops, so just, just follow us on socials. We'll keep you posted on that stuff, but we really want to help launch you into greater freedom and success so long as you're a kingdom-minded entrepreneur. That's right. And do not forget that the most successful people in business that you know are likely to be people who have coaches and when they seem like they're the ones who wouldn't need the coach. It's so funny and it's so ironic, but the value is incredible. If you haven't had a coach in your life to speak into you and to challenge you, consider doing it. Go to expertownership.com and uh, at least take the next step, figure out what it could look like. All right, let's wrap up. Own it or loan it. We talked about basketball a little earlier. Bobby Knight. Oh, own, own it. Own it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, bad temper and all that kind of stuff, but just own it. He's a beast. Care, dude. Yeah. He's a beast. He's a beast. All right, on that note, don't forget, subscribe, rate, or review the podcast if you haven't had a chance to do so yet. And we'll remind you, impact over income, but it's okay to pursue both. All right, we'll see you next time. 